All right, so we can't talk about most of the things Broder was telling us before the show, so we're going to go to the one he can. Broder, you want to recommend something to me that the only other person to recommend for me was good old Papa Mace, because he told me this once, all right? And uh, that's the only reason I'm even entertaining this advice. Go ahead. So my nemesis, with whom I have gamed for many years. Which is not Papa Mace. Which is not a different guy. My buddy Brent. I had mentioned to him that I was interested in trying a Manny Petty. And he gets them all the time. So he's like, well, dude, we should go get them. So we scheduled a date on the 26th on that Friday. He picked me up at 9 o'clock in the morning. With Starbucks? No, we went to breakfast. Oh, okay. So we went, we had breakfast, then we went and we got massages, and then we went and had Manny Petties. And I got to tell you. All right, for anyone who's never heard the short name, Manny Petties Manicure and Pedicure, it's a detailed treatment of the fingernails, toenails, and then usually also accompanied by a massage or a treatment of the hands and feet. It's so great. It was so relaxing and amazing in terms of just the people watching, right? So Brent and I are sitting in our chairs and there's a guy next to me who is, you know, I would have guessed a cis dude, right? But he was really into having his nails done. And then it's just hot, upper middle class West County housewives. Oh, thank you. Everywhere, yeah, <laughs> everywhere, right? And then, of course, the people. Are you Jeff County? I am Jefferson <laughs> County. Not, barely, I'm barely yeah. Jefferson County. But yeah. I was saying, is if you weren't barely Jeff County, you'd be South County, not yeah, West but, County. I'm the cleanliness of my nails, the comfort of my skin, the hot wax treatment on oh, my. Oh, you got the paraffin. Fe- I oh, did. Yeah. Oh my god, the hot wax on the feet, yes. the massage chair, just the entire experience. But the fact that. An expert did the work. Like, I love that. I'm not a handyman. I I can do some very minor things around the house. But when I pay an expert to do the thing that they're an expert at, unbelievably cool. Watching this woman do my hands and the fact that I could barely feel her touch me and my nails were cleaner, better looking. My toenails have never been this clean in my entire life. And I've got nasty, nasty, gross, ingrown toenails. And I've got really oh, okay. short, fat <laughs> hobbit feet. And didn't it hurt if you've got ingrown toenails? No. She was magical, Wayne. It was GD magic. I, I could barely feel. And just when it was done for days, Are I just you- walked around and I, I looked at my nails and like I was careful about touching stuff because she had done such beautiful work. It was these little works of art at the end of my digits that I just didn't want to screw up. All right. So, Broder, there's a lot of things out of courtesy to the people in our audience I'm not going to say right now. Because you're so marveled at the idea that another human being, a professional, could someone who day in, day out, all they do is clean toenails and fingernails, and they could make your stuff look as good as mine. That has to be the worst job in the world, because feet are disgusting. But you get to put them in like a bowl of hot water with like soaps and... Oh, it's genius, right? You sit down in this giant chair, this giant, giant chair, right? (laughs) With all of these little buttons and stuff for your massager. And then there's a tub that you put your feet in. There's a footrest. You got your feet up there, but then you put your feet in the tub. 
but they have this entire system developed where they put a clear plastic liner in the tub, right? And it's got little lights. To not lights. pass foot fungus. To not pass foot fungus. And they've got the little lights and the soaps and the everything and the warm water and your feet are soaking and she's doing your nails and then she pulls your feet out and she's scrubbing them and cleaning them and just, oh, I'm so telling I got, you. So I've got a little facts for you that you might not know since this is your first time. Yeah, it was my first, yeah. So they used to do something where they, I don't know what the technical term is. Maybe there's nail technician listeners that could say this, but they would shave the dead skin with this like razor thing, right? It was like a razor thing. It would just shave all the dead skin off. Uh huh. They had to stop doing that because um, they weren't cleaning the tools well enough and they were like basically rotting people's feet off. But don't oh someone use like these. Oh my God. I, yeah. I shouldn't even know. So don't someone like use like little fish that actually. Oh yeah, it's a doctor fish. Yeah, so there's definitely yeah. places that do that. Yeah. Because I've seen it when people are going to Japan and things. Yeah, that's where Asian the fish countries will are bite, enough. like bite off the dead, dead skin. skins. You can actually go do that at our aquarium. If you're ever curious, they're called Dr. Fish. You just stick your hand in and they eat all the dead skin off your hands. Yeah, it's a lot grosser. But actually, maggots will do the exact same thing. Yep. Yep. If you're willing to smear your hand and fly maggots, they will do it too. But the shavers, it sounds gross because some people had issues with them, but right. like they were the best mm. because, you know, like in the winter, you always get really built up skin on your feet and that they were shaving right off. It was great. Oh, it's <laughs> wonderful. And your feet feel so good. Like you just... Oh my god! We walked out. We walked out of the massage, and I was like, "Dude, I feel an inch taller." Because no, of your feet? I, I just no. oh, because this is the massage. <laughs> then I felt amazing after the massage, and then we went and had okay. had the mani pedis, and I was like, "Dude, so all right, let me, let's." I want to be rich so bad. Uh, all right, hold poor on, girl. I want to unpack these. I'm cool being a dude. Fair. I want to unpack these things separately. All right, because I have been told by many people that I should get a professional massage. I've never oh, in my yes. life. It's amazing. I have never in my life had a professional massage. And I've had a few people that are professional masseuses just like real quick touch my back and shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I have shoulders so tense, they would stop a bullet. Now, we're going to Mexico. Let's go to the spa. I'll take you there. Okay. So so I've thought about that. So I've had some back problems. I thought it might be good to have go like a professional massage. Mm -hmm. My issue is years ago, I won a chair massage at work. Oh, those are terrible. No. Here's the thing. The guy comes in and massages your chair. And you're like, why did I pay for this? He's he's doing the massage. And I realize just how much stronger than me he is. Oh, yeah. And I have that moment where my anxiety, because it's always there. Suddenly, my anxiety comes to the realization. He is stronger than me to the point that if he chose to hold me down, I could not get up. And suddenly at that moment, he's like, you just got really tense. That's when you got a boner. And I, I spent the rest of the thing completely like tense know. and not comfortable. Okay, and I'm sorry, the whole dude. idea of a massage, I need somebody that's not strong. Now, no, well, because otherwise, my anxiety is going so to go through. I, the I've been told, and the reason I may not get a massage while we're on vacation is that apparently, if you don't get them on the regular, a lot of crap builds up in the deep tissue. And apparently once you get a really good massage, as the muscles relax and whatnot, all this stuff that's fat soluble or caught up in the muscle tissue Mm -hmm. releases into the bloodstream and you feel awful for a day or two thereafter because of all the garbage that's coming out. If anyone has been really sedentary and started exercising, you've probably gone through this because Mm -hmm. what happens is all the stuff, whether it's old medications whether it's metals that you've picked up from the foods you were eating, any number of these 
nasty things get caught up in that tissue. And as you start working the tissue, you have to go through a period where it releases and your body has to kind of work it out. And drinking a lot of water helps. because And it, stretching afterwards. Yeah, and stretching and such. But I've talked to a couple of people where they got their first really major massage and the people told them straight up, you're going to feel like garbage after this. Yeah. It's going to feel really good at first. And then you're going to feel sick as a dog for a day or two. I think that that depends. But I did remember what I said there on the lost train of thought. I have a question here I need to ask to understand the context of this event. Were you high at the time? Well, Dan, no. Okay. I, I was not high. I'm not high right now. No, no, I'm not I've been high are. for days. This was a question, not no. an insinuation. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I understand. I was but just I, curious. I have a substance abuse problem, so I'm you, sensitive you were like, about it. You were like, okay, this felt all magical and I didn't feel anything and you're on this other plane of existence. And I was just curious, was Sativa part of that equation? Negative. Negative. So I was not high. I was high at breakfast. Absolutely can confirm. Okay. Was not high at the massage. (laughs) Certainly was no longer high by the by the by the by the manicure pedicure. But what I will say is is for both Wayne and Dan, you can tell them how much pressure you want to do. So I have been to like a sports therapeutic massage person because of my back. And then I've also had just the I'm going into the spa relaxation massage. Those are different than what you're talking about, Dan. For sure. I've had both. But the thing is, the woman who did my massage recently, she's like, so what kind of pressure? And I told her, I was like, you can hurt me as bad as you want. Get on and get up. Get up in the muscles. You cause that pain. I'm cool. I'll tell you if it's too hard. But she just went to town. I don't know to what extent I... Oh, I don't know so what extent good. I even need a mani or pedi because in my case, don't look at your hands, Dan. Think about your head. Think about what's inside here. Right. You need a mani pedi. Right, well, no, I need a general massage and a less stressful life. But <laughs> like my fingernails and toenails, they're well trimmed. I don't have any fungal infections. I don't have any nutritive issues. None of them are split. None of them are ingrown. You know, because some of us actually have hygiene. And so uh, I have great hygiene, Dan. I have genetics when it comes to toenails. OK, well, some of us are also Ubermensch. Uh, and so <laughs> I do not have ingrown toenails. <laughs> I, I honestly go just for the relaxation. For my sure. issue is my fingernails. I chew them until I bleed. Oh, uh, I don't chew do my no. Like I say, if you look at my you know fingernails, they have stuff you know, they're you put on there cut so you won't back or. If I was to go, it'd probably be more for the hand and foot massage mm-hmm. than for the actual treatment oh, of the nails. Oh, and they do, too. They're just the, the, the massaging. Hot, oh, hot the stone. Fingers. Did you get the hot stone and, on your shins? Um, No, they Ooh. didn't do hot stones. They did, like, really, really hot towels. Yeah, the hot stone ones are nice. Some, Not all of them do that, though. I used to go all the time when I was younger because I played basketball. And you can't have fingernails in basketball. Mm-hmm. As soon as basketball was over, like the entire team would go get our nails done and get like fake nails on nice. like in high school and stuff. Because, you know, girls do that, I guess. I don't know. And then I stopped doing it. And then I realized that it was like a gift to myself. So I go pretty right. regularly. Yeah, I no. love it. The other thing that now is on my bucket list is having somebody shave me with a straight razor. Oh. That is so on my bucket list. Where? That one I've heard is like your face? magical. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, go into like a, an actual <laughs> like barber sure. shop. I get you. Not like a generic sports clips or yeah. great clips. So go into an actual barber shop and have them yeah. like do the hot towel, the lather with the brush, the straight razor, you know, an old west style mm-hmm. shave. I've heard is a magical experience. There used to be one in West Now, for Wayne, this does mean mm-hmm. someone like a- with a razor to your throat. Exactly. My anxiety could not deal with that. Yeah. I have issues with people near me holding knives. Can I know, and I have triggered really that anxiety on more me. than one occasion, and, and, and again, for that, I'm sorry. 
But here's the bright side. That dude cut your throat. Dude, it's over. It's over. It's done. There's no more. There's no more worrying about the descaling and the flush of your pipes. There's no more worrying about selling your house. There's no more worrying about moving across the country and meeting new friends. You're just dead, Wayne. They just it's over. So you're saying that the more <laughs> suicidal you are, the less the less stressful this event is. That if you're like, you know what, I might die, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's very relaxing. I guess it's true. Like <laughs> roller coasters lose all their appeal if anyone trusted them 100, yeah. right? If we had no fear response, I mean none. That's why they engineer no them to kill somebody every so often. Statistically, <laughs> it's really, really improbable. But there has to be like a point zero zero one sacrifice yeah, otherwise, annually. Otherwise, we won't write them. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's a fact. I mean, the, the people, I mean I'm just scared of heights. <laughs> people so enjoy them because of thrilling the, for me. People enjoy them because of the adrenaline rush. The adrenaline yeah. rush happens because on some level you are having a fear response and it may not be a high level right it might be a real low low. level if you're a big thrill seeker you may not feel that fear as vividly but that's Mm. what's going on in your subconscious is your subconscious is saying this is a bad idea and is pumping that adrenaline into your system so you're more likely to survive survive getting you know, the equivalent of getting chased by a bear or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I've never felt that fear with a masseuse because I figure <laughs> I'm their 20 millionth customer. If they really had it in them to break someone's spine or back, they'd have already done it. And as for a straight razor, if they slit my throat, I will live long enough to turn that chair around and take them with me. And or at least so- lean on them. That's all the logic. <laughs> If logic was enough to not have the anxiety, yeah. believe me, I would be fine. Yeah. See, okay. here's what we're going to do, Wayne. We'll swing Wayne. a big fat bowl because weed is very good for anxiety. Volume makes me like a drunk teenager mm. because they had to put me on it with my shoulder surgery and I was like holding the wall to walk. I was like, ooh. Like, <laughs> my, my husband was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, he couldn't, well, he was my boyfriend at the time. Right. But yeah, he was like, I can't, you're like the only person who ever reacted this way on volume. Most wow. people like sleep and I'm like yeah, a we're drunk person. you giving some terrible advice on this show. <laughs> I don't know what. Well, then let's I talk about gaming. Right, let's, let's, talk let's turn to Wayne yeah. and we can make this about something that's not. Or, yeah, I really yeah. have no idea at this point. We were going to talk about Manny Manny's petties and massages. Now we're talking about benzos. And somehow we're talking about <laughs> drug abuse. We are not recommending drug abuse. We joke about stupid things. Please yeah. don't do this. No, it's a bad idea. If you have an actual substance abuse problem, yeah. you should see and I do have real Valium, but that's because it's on prescription. Yeah, blah, mine blah, was on blah. prescription. We are just talking smack. Excuse the pun. We are not actually encouraging substance I, abuse. I am not. But if I may quote one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite shows, I someday just hope to be seen as someone who likes to get high. What is that from? It's from Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. They, they're, yeah. They're, doing, they're doing family therapy and they're doing their, their famous eye statements because Summer was huffing yes. pottery glaze. Yes, yes. Yeah. I remember that episode yeah. now. Okay. That's yeah. your favorite character? I love Summer. Summer. Yeah, yeah I love Summer. Mine too. Except it ruined me when it was pointed out to me that Jerry and Summer have the exact same face. They're the exact same. Take the hair off of Jerry's head, put Summer's hair on it. It's the same thing. So Summer's just Jerry with tits. It's creepy. You know, okay, maybe we'll turn us not to a negative, but a bonus episode. Yeah, we're, we've gone past right because yeah, we'll, we'll come back to the <laughs> gaming sucker. topic next episode. We'll just I'm do sorry, a bonus. Man, I ruined everything. All right, but there are a lot of shows and a lot of movies that I am very slow to pick up because an overly zealous 
and or obnoxious fan base turns me off to them. One of them, probably the one that goes farthest back in the run of this show, a lot of you know I did not watch Firefly for years. I did not see an episode of Firefly until like a decade after the show had dropped because of the fact that the freaking brown coats. I got so irritated with them, I started calling them the brown shirts because they were just so <laughs> myopically obsessed with this show. And it's like, you know, I've seen Joss Whedon's stuff. He's got a formula he can do well, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's a formula that he does over and over and over again. And the show looked okay, but the fans were just so zealous and so singular in, in the way they viewed the show that I just... I don't know. I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And then I finally watched it after all that had blown over and they'd finally accepted the show was never coming back and they chilled out and moved on to other oh, things. Oh, there's a batch that have never accepted Oh, that. I know. There's always the true believers. They would hate it if it came back. Whatever they're given would not be what they want. No, yeah, because their it's, expectations it's are too high. the idea of it is better than the real mm-hmm. thing at this point. But... I did finally sit down and watch it, and it was good. I wouldn't say it was the greatest show I've ever watched, but I would say it was a good, solid A. You know, I wouldn't give it an A triple plus, but it was a great show. I enjoyed it. But I had to put some space between myself and the fan base in order to enjoy it. Now, that's nothing against you guys that are fans of Firefly. If you're a brown coat and that's your thing, there's nothing wrong with that. You love what you love and have a good time doing it, and you gush about what you love. This is my neurosis, all right? I'm owning this. Same thing happened with Rick and Morty. Really? That the Rick... Well, did I you see all those any... riots in the McDonald's and stuff? When oh, they, the maybe Szechuan I didn't Or the Szechuan it. sauce oh, and that's the... that's right. And, I, didn't pay, I don't pay attention. And, You're right. This sauce is f***ing delicious. And <laughs> you, then there was that period where anybody and everybody just had to take every opportunity they could in public to scream Pickle Rick. And oh, yeah. It just... Yeah. The fan base got to a point that they were so irritating that I began to despise a show I had never seen. But after Brodor watched it and then convinced Chad to watch it, on a lark, I was sitting there, couldn't sleep, like always, terrible insomniac, sitting there in the middle of the night, unable to sleep, and I take out my phone, and it pops up. I think it's on HBO Max or whatever it's on. It's on HBO Max. It's on Hulu. Yeah, I I study the show. Pops up and recommends Rick and Morty, and I'm like, fine. I'll give it two or three episodes. I have to admit, ignore the fan base. That show freaking kills me. And it's clever. I have not seen a it's show. It's so smart. It's I, got a lot of depth. I say, I have yeah. not seen a show that funny where I actually was laughing multiple times an episode, every episode. I had to pause the show to stop laughing because I couldn't hear the dialogue. Mm. I have not had that kind of humor in a show since the early to mid Simpsons and maybe like once again the early to mid family guy. guy. I still remember the first episode I saw. I was flipping through channels and I landed on it, and it was the get swifty with it episode. <laughs> oh. Yeah, with iced tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> when. So Mike was watching it before me, and it's more just that like time. Like I didn't have mm-hmm. the time to watch, and then like now it's on uh, Adult Swim at mm-hmm. night, and that's kind of what we put on the television to fall asleep. And so I started actually picking it up and enjoying right. it. 
And then I didn't know Poopy Butthole was like a thing. <laughs> oh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. Mr. Yeah. Poopy Butthole. Yeah, he's and I'm a recurring like, character. So yeah. then I'm like, what is that? Like, because they didn't say his name. I'm like, what is that? He seems like like a recurring character. Mike's like, oh, yeah, it's Mr. Poopy Butthole. I'm like, wait, what? And by the way, I, I, I do want to take a moment to pause right here <laughs> and say for the people in the fan base, once again, love what you love, right? If you were one of the people that were part of those riots at the McDonald's, you're an idiot. But... I love you, right? Get help. But I do love you still. Love what you love. But to the people who are like, yeah, you have to be super intelligent to understand or appreciate this show. I'm going to go ahead and burst your bubble. You're wildly overestimating your intellect. Yes, the show does have a smart edge to it. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are certain episodes where they get really big into like probabilities and time travel and things like that. And it does take a somewhat educated mind to follow the show, but the whole thing of you're a genius if you understand this show, I'm sorry. Once again, no harm here to anyone, but you are overestimating how complex the show is. You can understand it and laugh at it, even if you're roughly average intelligence. It's not that complicated. It is smart humor. I will grant that. It is smart humor. I think Archer actually has far more obscure references. Me too. I love Archer. I compare it more with South Park. I think South Park is a very clever type of humor. Rick and Morty is a very clever humor. Yeah. And they put a lot of their jokes on the same level. And I will say, they don't talk down to the audience. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. They expect the audience to actually be doing some level of active watching. You can't just sit there drooling on yourself and consume it and really get what's going on. I will agree with that point. It does take a certain mental investment, but I swear there are people out there just giving themselves honorary doctorates because they get the jokes. And it's like, once again, come on. So I don't know many people that are avid fans of Rick and Morty. And I'm not trying to say I'm an expert, but like I... You're just saying you don't have many friends. Well, I've got... Well, not close ones. (laughs) I'm kidding. Make everybody sad. Not after this month. But I've seen every episode. Mm-hmm. multiple times. I study the show. I don't like get into fan theories and all that mm-hmm. craziness. And I don't think for me that it's an intellectual thing. Like there, there's no science smart about the show that like I, there even, is because like, I, in the, but like, but I don't even try to follow that. Yeah. For, yeah. for me, what there's is a lot of philosophy in the, the show, the, mm-hmm. the, the character what? development the, and the, sociology. the relationships between the family members as somebody who came from a completely f-ed up dysfunctional family that still, as an adult, you realize these people were doing the best they can. Yeah. Now I'm watching this terribly dysfunctional family that's still obviously very much on a level cares about each other. Right. And they don't have the courage. I mean, hell, even when spoiler alert, when Beth and Jerry get divorced, they get back together. And if you, you know, if that's a really terrible spoiler for you, well, then you're years late to the party. But even their relationship, the Beth and Jerry relationship, like on some levels, it reminds me of me and my wife. Like there is something in each of these characters, whether it's Jerry, Beth, Summer, Rick, Morty, that there's some aspect of them that I can relate to. I can think of two spots in the show that I remember off the top of my head, and I'll try to frame these as non-spoilery as possible, that 
they did require a little bit of thought. One was the vat of acid episode. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, because where he gives them the button to correct his mistakes, and then yes. he explains how it actually works. Well, and there's the opportunity right at the beginning of the episode, where he's like, "You, you know," where he's like, "You know, do you want to know how it works?" Essentially, and Mortis like. That I'm gonna go. Yeah, right? and then yeah. but then when he finally does explain it, now they give you some visual aids to help. Mm-hmm. Okay, that did take a little bit of intellect to follow, and then the season five cliffhanger mm-hmm. that we don't know how it resolves. Oh, about the central finite curve. Yeah, yeah. about the central yeah. finite. Yeah, there's basically some probabilistic bubble within right. all of the universes that he's trying to get out of and such. Okay, that one did take a little bit of an understanding right. of how quantum physics and probabilities and such work. But it's not like, like I said, these people that are patting themselves on the back with honorary doctorates because they can laugh at the show. It's like, I love you, but come on, let's be honest here. And I think there's a difference. Like One more thing, because I keep forgetting this point. The other thing is, I swear, this is where people don't get philosophy. It's like I'm patting myself on the back, and I swear I'm not. Everyone also likes to say, well, you don't get the show because... You don't understand nihilistic humor. It's not nihilistic. You guys need to... No, I say you guys. I'm not talking to the audience. I'm talking to the people that say that. You need to read a little more on nihilism. The show is cynical, not nihilistic. Nihilistic. There's a difference. Rick likes to think he is nihilistic. But if you actually listen to him explain his values, he's not a nihilist. He is a cynic. And the show's humor is cynical, not nihilistic. He actually holds a lot yes. more hope than he, he will ever admit. And he has mm-hmm. a lot, and he, there are things he puts value in. A true nihilist will put value in nothing. nothing. And he does put value in a short, and he lies about it a right. lot, but yeah. a short but very precious list of things. He just doesn't think it will work out. That's cynicism, not nihilism. Right. Just watch the toilet episode. Because Rick's yeah. a private... Oh, yeah. Just watch the Private Pooper episode. The Private Pooper is one of my yeah, favorites. Because yeah. that, the reveal, right, where he, you know, again, I don't want to spoil it, but he doesn't kill him. The guy wakes up in the bag, and he's like, wait a minute. These are all people who you didn't kill, but you also didn't want to put forth the effort to have a relationship with. So you put them in this bag of fluid that gave them, sat, fulfilled their wildest dream. Like, that's how f***ed up you are. You can't just throw me away, but you also can't invest time in, in me as a, as as a, a, as a person. Like, yeah. wow. And he found his match. The other pooper was somebody that he could relate to, and he finally found this other person right. that could understand him in a way no one else could. Right. And then when he finally sits down at the end of the episode, he sits on the toilet, and he himself alone is the king of sh- because <laughs> that guy was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it makes me want to tear up. Yeah. yeah so- I would definitely say it's more clever. You don't need to be vastly intelligent. Like, you don't need to understand quantum the quantum physics stuff yeah, in order to find work. humor and entertainment out yeah. of it. Unlike you, know? you, brother, I do get into a lot of the theories, specifically around the Mortius Morty. Oh, The sure. evil Morty and yeah. everything going on there, because... There are threads of that that go back multiple mm-hmm. seasons oh, yeah. that keep yeah. paying off. You go back to episode 10 of season one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, and I'll, once again, I will grant it's a funny show. I will say it is relatively smart humor. I will say it is certainly a step above the average sitcom. But the fan base, a particularly a very vocal, very toxic, very arrogant portion of it, turned me off to the show for so long that I did not... 
even give it a try, which I admit says more about me than it does about anyone else. The fact that I can't enjoy it because this type of person enjoys it. I mean, maybe I'm the real elitist. Well, no, maybe I'm, I'm the one. I'm that way with World of Darkness, dude. And yeah. I remember um, a long time ago, I said, you know, well, that's because World of Darkness you have to do with other people. World of World of Darkness and drugs, are, they're the same thing to me. I love them. I just don't like the people who do them. Yeah, I say, well, well, that's you don't like me. Shut up! I do like you. No, it's not. <laughs> it was I don't need anyone else. else. <laughs> a general statement. I don't about... need anyone else to yeah. watch. Rick and Morty, or to watch Firefly, right? Right. So maybe I'm the one that's patting myself on the back, and I've got the real issue. I've talked and, about it so many times, how long it took me to become an anime fan because of anime fans. Yes. And mostly because everyone that tried to sell me kept showing me the absolute worst things to get yes. me interested. Yes, I agree. My brother did that to me. It's like I love I, you, Jason, if you listen. I will never like Dragon Ball. <laughs> it is not my thing. But that doesn't mean there's not a lot of other anime yeah. that I will like. I don't need to see the super fan service anime. Here's the thing about anime. Anime fight scenes need somebody. They need a gas pedal and they need a f***ing break. It's right. not anime fan scenes. It's shown in fight scenes. Because other animes have normal fight no, scenes. No, they don't. Because what they do is they put that damn pedal on the floor as hard as they can and there's 7,000 blows per second. I'm watching people punch like a machine gun. I don't know what's going on, Wayne. It's too fast. They need to pump the brakes a little bit. Shonen needs to press the gas. Everybody else needs to hit the brakes. There's plenty of anime know. where I, it's very realistic. I, I watch, I've not I watch seen different it. anime. I, like, so, I like political dramas. Here's, and like, here's the thing yeah. about anime. People say, dude, Brodor, you've never seen a good anime. That's the problem. And I'm like, you're right. I've never seen a good anime. Well, here's the thing. If I were to talk I like to you about stuff. right. If I were to talk to you about anime, first of all, I wouldn't try to push it on you because I don't want the people to push things on me. Sure. But I would have the conversation with you. What, what do you shows like? do you like? <laughs> what TV shows? What movies? And I would recommend you something based on your interest, right. not based on what I think is good. Yeah. Uh, well, because that's just really because good. I think it's good doesn't mean you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Like I, I mean, can't. You should Look, just watch One Punch Man because you should. Yes, I One Punch Man is great. You didn't. Well, I didn't get that's it. That's because you don't watch all the fight scenes and the other. It's no, it's because, true because it's a pair. It's it's a One Punch. Yeah, One Punch yeah. Man is a satire of anime. Yeah. Thank you. That's also, what I was looking for. It is also to some extent a satire of the superhero genre. Yes, but more than that, it is particularly a satire of other anime and i and I, i'm so, steeped in the superhero genre because i get that it, but the anime aspect yeah, i don't it inverts all of the normal tropes of anime mm -hmm. the hero is a completely unremarkable person who at no point becomes remarkable at no point realizes he's a badass and all the explanations that they have offered at least within the the core canon of both the show and I understand they're now doing kind of a parallel comic that actually does change the story a bit, which I don't like. But apparently, as of the original comics or manga, everything in that show is... Just mediocre. Is banal. <laughs> yeah, the, everything about him is banal. And every time people try to understand why he matters, the answer is he shouldn't. And it's that's the joke. It's like me. But... <laughs> But for some reason, he's the most powerful thing in existence, and he shouldn't be. <laughs> and he, he doesn't has, want to be necessarily. Yeah, either. he has a yeah. It's I won't get into a big thing about it. But no, I I, I have no trouble admitting what I like. Look, in anime, I enjoyed Queen's Blade. All right, Taylor Swift. I'm willing to <laughs> yeah, just this, go we ahead. We just had and, this conversation. Yeah. And Megan Trainer. Yeah, I like Megan Trainer. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Dig where would you where would you dig? That's what I say. Yeah, so I mean, once again, I'm not telling anyone they shouldn't like these things or they're bad people. I'm just explaining that I personally could not 
get into these things because the fan base, it's like, what does that say about the product, right? right? And maybe nothing. Maybe that's the real moral here. But I think there's another moral I'd like to put on it, which is overall, in my experience, gamers and geeks and nerds and all of us, you know, whatever we are, are generally very compassionate, very good, very caring, very open people. But there are corners of the hobby and corners of the fandom that do more than their fair share to turn off other people from joining the hobby. And this is not my opportunity to take some kind of, you know, moment to virtue signal or whatever, because that's not what I'm about. All I'm saying is you can like something like a TV show however you want. You don't need other people to participate in it unless you want a second season, Firefly fans, in which case maybe you do need to draw folks in. But with gaming, it's a social hobby. Someone is at home right now seething at you For and some... Fox Television. Oh, I know. And going through the whole rant in their mind about how it was Fox's fault and not the fault of the show and how the episodes were aired out of order. And this whole, there's a whole, there's a whole, the brown coats are coming for you. Oh, and that may be true. Look, I'm not saying any of it is false. I mean, I honestly don't know. I'm just saying, for me, speaking from a population sample size of one, that was what kept me from becoming a supporter of the show a lot earlier on. I, I encountered, and it's a really used over word that I hate to use, but I encountered a toxic portion of the fandom, a portion of the fandom that was very off-putting. And look, gaming, unlike a television show, which yeah, I know I made my little slight there about television shows needing a following to continue, which is true, gaming you can't have even a single game without multiple people. Do think about the way you present your interests. Is it in a way that conveys your excitement while still sounding welcoming and inviting to other people? Yeah, Snyderverse fans, I'm looking at you, and I'm taking the pressure <laughs> off there. Or, or does it come across as something that's so elitist or so single-minded or so cult-like or maybe something even worse, gatekeeping. You uh, if know. you don't like it, you just don't get it. Yeah, if you don't like it, you don't get it. Oh. There's plenty of stuff I don't get. We don't I don't admit that. Or we don't want your type, whatever your type what? is in the fandom anyway. There is nothing I hate Ooh, more I've than that, that. art. So there's oh, nothing I hate more than the argument of, if you don't like it, you just didn't get it. I say, I actually believe that about a very, very small number of properties. Like, I could count on a single hand and still fingers left over the number of properties I have consumed, or I think you do have to have someone explain it to you. And even then, you may still fully understand it and not like it. Right. But there are people I can think of like, and I'm not going to name them because I don't want to start a new tangent, but I can think of a movie or two where I talked to people who didn't like them. And I said, will you rewatch it with me? And while we were rewatching, I paused it to point out things and kind of note things and say, hey, pay attention to this. And by the end of it, they're like, oh my gosh, that was one of the best things I've ever seen. I don't know why I hated it. Mm -hmm. But once again, I've also gotten to the end of these things where I fully explained it or the person fully explained it to me. And it's like, yeah, you get it. You, you just don't, don't like, like it. it. Yeah. Guess what? Matrix 2 really did suck. Yes, it did. <laughs> but what were you saying you get all the time? Oh, early years of my nerd stuff, I used to get a lot of like shunning. That because I'm not a real a gamer because I just yeah. want the attention and blah, 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 blah. I bet you had a lot of the litmus tests. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah, and we still give them to Julia to this day. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was rough. 
I mean, like, I'm glad to see more gamer girls. It's yeah. nice. But, like, so, you know, I... Particularly the real ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's the thing is, like, I was a video gamer before I was a role player just because of time for me because I play basketball. So I played so much sports ball that um, I had a finite amount of time. So my amount of time was spent on something I could do myself, which was gaming or playing mm-hmm. video games. Then once I got done with all that, I could get into D&D and more nerdy stuff yeah. because the fan base isn't playing sports ball with me like let's be honest like nobody in my yeah. whole basketball team career and i've been on several teams did i ever talk to somebody about video games yeah you know? and we make fun of julie we make fun of each other I and mean, we brutalize right. each other all the time but you know like i said the point here is whatever you're into remember that you unfortunately for better or worse become a representation of that product that hobby that culture if you want other people involved and maybe you don't maybe you don't care And that's fine. I'm not here to tell you what values to have. I'm just saying the simple math is if you want people to participate, then you have to make it sound welcoming and approachable to everyone, to anyone that's willing to throw in their support and their money and their enthusiasm into what you do. You are part of that decision process. And, you know, you can't fix every bad experience someone's had, but you can be the good experience they've had that says, you know what? Not everyone over there is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I think I probably am an example of every Rick and Morty fan in terms of being gross and loud and disgusting. No, because I'll say jokes aside. No, you are yeah. you are actually the fan that got me to give it a try because it's like, OK, Brodor is enjoying this and Brodor is the farthest thing from someone that's going to get super arrogant and start a riot in McDonald's yeah, over damn McNuggets. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> but then when Nathan Fillion's standing there, and Rick's wife and daughter have just blown up in the garage, and he, as the alien creature, is eating the Szechuan sauce, and he's just licking his finger, and he's like, "This sauce is fucking delicious." Was that because- actually Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So Nathan Fillion, he's that. the interrogator. Oh, right? he is. Yeah, That's he's right. the interrogator bug. Yeah. So when they sit down in the show and he's, and he's like, what do you guys have me in a series 9000? Nathan Fillion's like, <laughs> I told the money bugs. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I've seen it a lot. Yeah. All right. So that's where we're going to kill but, this one. Can I, one more thing. All right. Gratuitous violence. The Pickle Rick episode is great for a number of reasons, mostly because of family therapy. However, when Rick, when he's used the roaches, right, and he's got all these roach parts and then he traps that one mouse and his whole Rube Goldberg machine goes through and he goes from being Pickle Rick to having arms and legs and muscle and all sorts of cool sewer weapons that he built that shoot screws and razor blades. And there are like two solid minutes of just savage rat murder it's the rat they're just swarming at him and there's just cutting and screws and dying and then when he goes and he gets the big rat and he's like you notice that i didn't give you a cool name like goliath or scar because to me you're just you're nothing and he's just oh razor blading rats and then he talks about how much he loves himself and then he rockets in had a flashback to his mom yeah and then i had a flashback to my mom yeah and then oh my god it's so good just the the violence the comedy the emotion it's just a roller coaster day and i love it Okay, that's good. You love it. Yeah, and like I said, I'll give you credit because you were the person that convinced me to watch it because you were the first fan of the show I met that was not off-putting. So, and if anyway. you have any friends and family that eat poop, here's my card. 
Okay. Uh, and I will fully admit, once again, I own a lot of this may be my issue because I'm bitchy and cantankerous. Well, you know what it but- is with gamers? And, and, and I really believe this. For many of us, and this has always been one of my big problems when I was in retail, is that for a lot of gamers, opinion is identity. Yes. And that if you do not like what I like or... And like it the way I like it. And if you even deride or mock or belittle Mm. something that I like, I'm going to take that as a personal attack. Dude, I didn't write Rick and Morty. I don't know Justin Roiland and Matt Harmon or whatever his name is, Dave Harmon or whatever his name. I don't know them. I didn't write it. If people don't like Rick and Morty, that doesn't mean a damn thing about me as a human being. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't like musicals. What's wrong with you? I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. can't take them. I'm I can't, a singer. I, can't I love them. Right. But mm-hmm. there's Lion King yeah. and then there's everything else. Uh, and there's way better Disney movies than that. No, no. I'm not. I'm talking uh, stage performances. Oh, like stage performances. I'm talking like stage musicals, not movies. I did go see Cats and I was very confused. Something Rotten is my favorite. So anyway. Oh, I haven't seen that. Well, and I haven't uh, The maybe, producers. I can do the producers. Oh, the producers. The producers is pretty awesome. for Hitler. All right. It's winter for Poland and France. So thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time.